Hey guys, welcome to TAV Media Podcast. I'm joined here with Bruce and Michelle Stevens from Cherished Memories Plus Photography and Design Studio. So I'm really, really, really excited. As always, I'm excited to interview our guest and talk about what they're doing. So thank you so much for coming on to TAV Media Podcast. How did you all start? Michelle always had the uh, ability the talent and the passion to do creative work. So she was doing, her father, uh, who's since passed away, her father had a business out in Inkster, Michigan. And he started inquiring about where he can get, have some designs done for his business brochures and things like that. And so when he spoke with Michelle, Michelle said, well, I can do that. So she started doing some brochures for his business. And after a while, he saw what she was doing and he knew that I had a passion for, for photography because every time we would go out and visit, I would have my camera. And I had done some previous work. I was coaching football. We got invited to one of my players' uh, parties, a bar mitzvah. So we went to the party. I took my camera and took some pictures. And Michelle made a scrapbook. And we gave, uh, that was our gift to the, to, the, to the young guy, was a scrapbook with my pictures and Michelle's design. And the mother called us and said, oh, my God, what do you guys do? She said because she had paid the photographer X amount of dollars. And when she compared what he gave them, what they had paid for with what the gift that we gave, she said it was far and above anything that she could have uh, expected. So with that and with Michelle's father, he told us, he said, you know, you guys should go into business. And that's when we... That's when we went into business, but that's when Michelle really formalized the business. You know, uh, went ahead and we put the, the name Cherished Memories Plus. And after a while, then I came in because I was still doing my photography business, whatever the look well, quote unquote business. I still was doing that on the side. And Michelle said, no, you need, <laughs> you need to make your business legitimate. <laughs> so, so that's when I joined her business and then we, we merged the two. Very nice. I know you and I, Bruce, we talk all the time about just your background. You told me before you played professional football, you didn't have an educational background in like photography or anything. So just tell us just your background and how you came to this point. Looking back over the years, I, I didn't have a passion for, for photography. I always had a camera. I always took pictures, little point-and-shoot cameras. Didn't really call it a passion. I just figured, you know, if I'm going somewhere, like we would go on vacation places, I would have my camera take pictures. But uh, no, I grew up in Alabama. I was always, always interested in sports. Played football, ran track, uh, wrestled, uh, did all of those things. I always, and back then I always had a passion to, for, for sports. Had a passion to play, for, I wanted to play football. Uh, I was truly blessed. And I had some good, I guess, mentoring as I was growing up. And one of one of the uh, the key person that really mentored me was my, my older brother, oldest brother, Emmett. Emmett Jr. Uh, he was he had just finished uh, going to school down at he was started at Florida A and M then went to Florida State so he was back home and he was helping me look for colleges and he said well Bruce you know you should apply to certain schools make sure you get in and so we applied to Columbia I got accepted into Columbia and ended up going to Columbia and and I was worried that I said you know I didn't know much about Columbia from a sports standpoint but he told me he said look. It doesn't matter where you go. He said, if you're good, they'll find you. So I went to Columbia, did well at Columbia, sports-wise, academic-wise. And 
I was I was blessed enough to uh, to and, uh, to make the team with the Jets. It was it was truly a dream come true. But even even during that time, it still photography wasn't a passion. Mm. You know, it wasn't until really until finished sports, finished everything, and met Michelle. Well, we really kind of, you know, I, I guess you know, it's it's like when when you get the best of both worlds. Right. You know, when you when you know you you find that right person, that person where you bring the best out of them and they bring the best out of you. So I guess when we joined forces in more, more ways than one, you know, we brought the best out of each other. Right. So right. she kind of reached down and grabbed something at me that I didn't know was there <laughs> <laughs> and pulled it out. And that was and that was a photography. And I and I can truly say. Uh, that I, I do have a passion. It, it's really a passion uh, for me now. I, I love it. I enjoy taking pictures. But more importantly, just to, to see how it impacts the people you deal with. You make them mm-hmm. smile. You bring out, you bring out the, the, the happy element side of people. Child, we didn't get a chance to talk. Just your background, where you grew up, and how you got into design. Talk a little bit about that. Sure. I'm originally from Inkster, Michigan. When I turned 26, I moved to the East Coast, um, lived with a cousin up in uh, the Bronx for a while, um, worked in corporate America for years, met Bruce. And I've always, like Bruce, always had a camera in my hand. I was the one in school projects, taking uh, photographs. Um, I always was working on some kind of craft project. Once we got married, had our son, um, you know, life happened, mm-hmm. and I joined the PTA when he was in, let's say, um, third, second, third, fourth grade, somewhere in there, and was assigned the bulletin board. There were three of us on a committee. We would, um, every month, do the bulletin board. It was a 16-foot, and we would do a different theme, and they were all hand-painted. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I realized I missed the crafting. Yeah. And so... Developed that, found the scrapbooking through PTA, and started doing handmade greeting cards and photo books for people. Then the digital age came. Bruce and I started photographing weddings and events, and then I would make wedding albums and uh, uh, coffee table books, prints, and I'm still doing uh, greeting cards. You know when you've been blessed with a talent because... Mm. uh, it's there. It's always there. Whether right. it be athletics, whether it be creativity, you know, when God has blessed you to do something, you never lose it. You right. may you may walk away from it, but when you come back to it, because the things that he, the things that He blesses you blesses you to do, that's it's it's almost like you you you're finding your purpose. Mm. It's almost like you now you know why you're here. You know what you're supposed to be doing, and if that's what you're supposed to be doing, then you just gotta hone it. You gotta you can get better. You won't lose it, but you can build onto it and get better with it. And that's, and I think that's what we've done. We've been able to do over the years, and we we truly appreciate our differences. You know, Michelle doesn't like to do a lot of photography. She'll do it if we have to. You know, I leave all the creative stuff to her, all the designs, the wedding album, coffee table books. I mean, I can come in and offer a little opinion here and there, but that's her side of the business. And so we recognize and appreciate. The, the differences and we don't we stay in our lane for the most part mm-hmm. and at some point in times you know the, the lanes do merge and we have to get together and do things but I think that's the thing because people always ask us you know they see us doing things they say well how do you guys work together I can't work with my spouse mm-hmm. and I say you know I always tell them I say, I'd rather work with my spouse more so than anybody else because we know each other mm-hmm. we understand each other 
you know, she knows what I'm going to do. I know what she's going to do. And it's not, not like we have to have a, a big discussion about it. I mean, we do have to go in and, and formulate a plan, a strategy for each event. But for the most part, we know what we have to do. And that's come over over time, over the years of working together. It also helps that um, try and find a balance. It's not just all, all work. We work, we take time for um, you know, activities that we enjoy. Um, we go to church. Um, we try and spend time with friends. So try and strike a balance. And I think that, right. helps, that helps working together also. Right, right, right. And even within the church, <laughs> we see it work in the church because... We, we're both coordinators for our photography ministry. So the same skill that God has blessed us with, now we're not only doing it out in the world, we're bringing it back into the kingdom. We're doing it at our church. And we're, we're uh, having an impact and influence over maybe six, seven other photographers. Mm-hmm. And we're helping them to, uh, to hone their skills and develop their business too. Because a lot of them, at least three, three of them got their own photography business. And we're working with them constantly uh, to help them grow their business, too. And because the thing we always try and uh, instill in all the photographers that we work with is that it's not a competition. It's enough business out there for everybody. And then each photographer has their own little uh, niche. You know, some people may like weddings. Some people may just want to do events. Uh, some people may just want to do portraits. Some people may just like to do landscape photography. So it's enough out there to do it, but the main thing is we need to talk to each other because you learn from each other. You know, you learn different techniques, different styles, and you can always incorporate those techniques and styles into what you're doing, even though it may not be the same as what they're doing, but you, it's, it's a constant, constant learning process. And almost every person you, you meet who is a photographer or a creative person, they do, they, they do it different. Right, right. Not to say that it's wrong, but they do it different. And we can learn from the differences. You know, especially if you want to incorporate some of those differences into what you're doing. Say, okay, yeah, I never would have thought I could do it that way. And just go do it. Different photographers have different niches, different strengths, different weaknesses. What would you say is different about your photography or your design as compared to others? Well, from a photography standpoint, we've gone through all those little genres all those little niches <laughs> and we kind of identified that our niche is uh, doing events mm-hmm. we're event photographers first and foremost we can do the other stuff but we kind of shy away from it because you know you want to stay in your lane and also and I let Michelle speak from from the design standpoint from what we've been told it's almost to the point now where people recognize I had a lady to tell me one time she was looking at some pictures that I had taken and a couple other photographers had taken and as she was going through the pictures, she said, Bruce, this is your picture, this is your picture, this is your picture. I said, and I'm standing, I said, how can you tell? She said, because I know your picture. I know your work. So she said, it's like you put a, a part of you into the photographs you take. And I think it's the same thing we were told with the way Michelle designs wedding albums mm-hmm. and coffee table books. Because we've got a lot of wedding business based solely on the fact from her designs as well, but wedding albums where people come, couples come and look at the albums and they see something different. And that's the one thing that we, we that's why we know we're, we're, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing because even though we may not be able to see it and tell it, mm-hmm. but what we put into it, we put our heart and soul into it, it comes across and, it, and, it, and it's different from what other people are doing. 
I think also what we try and capture events, couples, when we're um, photographing is the emotion that's happening at the time. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at our images, you we tell a story. Uh, we're actually visual storytellers. So, uh, and that's what people see in our books and, and um, in our other work is that we tell the story from the beginning. We t you see the joy, you see the smiles, you see the tears. And so we, we tell a story from the beginning to the end. And then when we put that together in, uh, in our photography, and then when we put that together in a book or, or in a portrait, my, my scrapbooking background comes out. And yeah. so I add all <laughs> kinds of embellishments and little, little swirls and things to right. just make it more unique and I put verses and quotes and scriptures and things like that mm -hmm. that is unique to that couple mm -hmm. so it then becomes a keepsake for them because it's geared for that person so uh, it's custom for that person and even one other thing too that we've we've been told and then one thing that we we market ourselves as as compared to other photographers out there is the fact that we we're a man and a woman husband and wife we bring or we see a different perspective at each event. You know, Michelle sees the, sees the event from the perspective of a woman, from the perspective of a mother, mm -hmm. you know, from the perspective of, of a wife. And I may not see that. Even if we do portraits, a lot of things I may miss because she picks it up because she has a different perspective from me being, being a male, being that I'm more technically inclined, I'm... I'm more concerned about the exposure, the lights, the this, the that. Whereas I'm a detailed person. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she, she's more Bruce, you know, wash the hair, person's mm -hmm. hair, or, or the necklace, or right. the clothes. And I, I can sit and look at you, I won't see it. Mm -hmm. But because of that, though, I'm much more aware of it now. Right. You know, because I would just, let, let me get the picture. And she's there, no, well, you got to make sure the hair's right, make sure this is right, make sure that's right. So now... If I have to shoot by myself, I'm much, I'm much more aware of those things in the past. <laughs> I wouldn't have. And then the post-production work would be a lot on her because now she's going in to try to do something with the hair. With the clothes and things. So we've learned now to, to get it right in the The camera. first time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> get it right in the camera. And, and, and so a lot of that uh, comes through just what we bring, our background, our experiences, and our differences. That comes through in the photography. And when we combine it together, it makes us, we, we like to think that it makes us a little bit different than the other photographers out there. Because I'm a detailed person, I want, we are photographing, I want to be sure, again, that I'm telling the whole story. So if a person had to pay for something right. to be at that event, whether it's a napkin or, or you know, a bouquet of flowers, a cake, mm -hmm. I want to make sure we photograph that so they have the option to include that in whatever, right. whether it's in a book. Uh, or whether uh, it's uh, in with their, their images. So I often photograph from the standpoint of where is this going to end up? Right. I want to tell the complete story, whether they want the complete story told or not, I want them to have that option. And that's really important, especially when it comes to weddings. And I know you do other events besides weddings, but I'm just talking specifically for weddings. Sometimes it's like you don't even 
I remember from my wedding, I didn't even remember some people were there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's such an overwhelming mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. It's really important that the pictures and the videos are on point because that's what you're going to look back at and just look and make sure that everybody's photographed. I was looking at my wedding pictures a couple of weeks ago and I realized that some people were there that I didn't even see mm-hmm. just because of, you know, the emotions that goes on right. into it. So it's really important. You know, it's sad to say, but oftentimes... On special uh, milestone events like a wedding or graduation, birthday, graduation, things of that sort, christening, you have family members that you don't see on a regular basis. Right. And so if it's not documented or you don't, it's not thoroughly documented, when those those family members pass on, Mm. you don't have anything often current to remember them by. So whenever we get together, I think it's important that we photograph it somehow so that you have that to remember. Because oftentimes we've taken photographs at an event and shortly after a member of the family passed away and they were so happy that they were able to have that. In the business itself, there aren't a lot of people of color. And we mentioned just how people don't know how to shoot black people. You look at your picture sometimes, as you said, you look like a black dot in the Mm -hmm. picture. So could you talk a a little bit on that? We've gone to a couple of friends' friends' house and they have the portraits, family portraits in the, uh, hanging up on the wall. You know, I'm a photographer, so I look at the portrait and I look and I, you know, in some cases, uh, either one of the spouses may be a little dark, darker skin, you know, we, we come in all different shades and some of the, one of the other spouses may be a little lighter. So, but, most of the times we, I look at the pictures and it almost looked like the uh, the darker skinned person like can't make them out. And a lot of times I can kind of figure who, who was the photographer based on that. You know, I'm not saying all photographers do that. Right, just, yeah, right. I can kind of figure out what was going on. We had we had one experience. We did some uh, portraits for our marriage ministry at our church. And there's a gentleman there who uh, is dark skinned darker than me and his wife is fair skinned she's real light and he he saw his portrait and he he came up to me he shook my hand he said this is the first time I've been able to see myself in a portrait Mm -hmm. he said because all the other times I take a portrait of my wife I'm just a little dot a little dark dot right there I took his picture again he came back up to me and said, if I ever need a photographer, I'm calling you. And I said, why? He said, because you're the only photographer I've uh, had pictures taken, and you, I, I'm not no dark spot over here. He said, what do you do? I said, I just take what I see. I always tell people, when it comes to exposure, I want to take the picture just as I see it. Right. The way I see it in my eyes, that's the way I want the picture to come out. So, I adjust my camera to give me that. Mm. You know, if I leave it in automatic, the camera's gonna gonna pick up all of the light, whether you got a light background, whether you got a white dress on, whether you got a a light-skinned person, whether it be a light-skinned black person or a white person, the camera's gonna see all of that light reflected back and say, you know what? There's a lot of light in that picture, so we need to we need to tone it down a little bit. Mm. Either speed the shutter speed up, or we need to uh, or we need to uh, uh, get the uh, the aperture 
go from like a 2.8 up to something high. And in doing so, you neglect the fact that, okay, now there's a dog-skinned person standing right next to them or behind or whatever, and they're going to be they're gonna be locked out. Mm. So you, you can't make the changes in your, in your settings to allow for the, the dog-skinned person to be seen. Not so much to, over, to lighten them up, but just so that they can be seen the, as the way you see them with your eyes. And everything will balance itself out. And, and a lot of times, that's why we always, like for weddings, Mm-hmm. We go to the wedding rehearsal. Mm-hmm. We make it a point to go, and it, it's not a charge. Right. We don't charge the couple for us to come to the wedding rehearsal, but we go there because number one, we need to be there so we can. Number one, we need to know what the lighting situation is going to be. Mm-hmm. Like. We need to know where the couple's going to stand, where you know where they're going to march in, how they're going to. We need to know all of that uh, because we don't want to walk into a wedding. And I know some people have said that they didn't see that photographer until the day of the wedding. Right. No, we like to be there, so we'll we can we can plan. Okay, okay, Michelle, you gonna stand here, or Bruce, you know, I'm gonna be here, and the, when the bride comes, and we like to give the bride and groom instructions. Right. You right. know, saying okay, when you when you when the pastor announces you, a husband and wife, you turn around, just pause so I can get some pictures. Right. right. You know, then walk out so I can get pictures and walking out. Uh, so we like to be there, and also too like when. Things come up that we've never experienced before. We did one wedding where uh, they jumped the broom. Mm-hmm. I had never seen that. I had never, I ne- never seen a wedding. <laughs> what? I had never seen a wedding, uh, and I think we did the wedding before it was on TV. The one, the movie that was a movie mm-hmm. when they had. So mm-hmm. I had never really seen the couple jump the broom. So I didn't know where it took place in the wedding. Didn't know what it was all. And about. you grew up in Alabama. Grew up in Alabama. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody jumped the broom. <laughs> So, at, at the rehearsal, we found out, like, we saw where, at what point in time it was in, during the wedding. Because we were there, I was able to reposition myself to get the shot. And that's why we come, because we don't want surprises. Right. Because it is a, a, a truly, truly special event, and we want to capture all of the moments. And you can't capture the moments if you don't know what what's going to happen, what where they're going to take place or when they're going to take place. And so we want to be prepared because you only get that one shot. And I know a lot of photographers shy away from weddings because of that. They, you know, get one shot, they're afraid they're going to mess up. Right. But I I love them. Mm-hmm. I, I welcome the challenge, you know, just because you have to be in tune. And Michelle will know, she'll tell you, because sometimes she's trying to talk to me during the wedding. I said, I said no, you can't. I'll just hold it. I got I'm focused right here. They got to get this. And but that's how we do it. Uh, so it's really, really important that that diversity is there. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's important, as you mentioned, to understand the culture of the people that you're shooting. Mm-hmm. Because jumping the broom is something that's really, really important yeah. um, within the African-American culture. And if you miss that as a photographer, that's that's a big yeah. that's a big issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's what, what do you say to the couple? Right. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, there are some do-overs, some things you right. can do over, but you don't want to have to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because um, the, the emotion, the same emotion that was there when they first jumped the broom won't be there when they right. <laughs> right. Right. Why did you choose the name Cherished Memories? That was me. <laughs> Actually, when I went to register the business, it was supposed to be Treasured Memories, and the name 
uh, was already taken. Mm -hmm. So on the spot, I had to come up with something else. And it really started from the scrapbooking. Right. Because I was making what I thought were cha uh, treasured and cherished memories for my clients. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, that's really where the name came from. And then when Bruce joined, we added, it was, it was cherished memories. I added the plus because I always knew I was going to be adding other things. Like I started doing handmade cards and, um, oh, gotcha. You know, so mm -hmm. we're going to be adding things to it. So that's why we added the plus. And then when he joined with the photography, we changed our logo to include a camera, the original logo, um, which we don't really have anymore. We then added photography and design to the tagline uh, so that, because no one knows what Cherish Memories really stands for. Right, right. So when we added photography and design, that sort of gave you a clue. It's okay, well, they're photographers and they do some kind of design. I still haven't printed out certain books. I still have pictures on my computer. How would you suggest that people get into it? Do you think that people still need scrapbooks or albums? I think you need something. I, I, you don't have to print out every single picture because we're in, we're in a day and age where everything is, is documented. Right. Um, but like you say, it's done uh, digitally. And that's all fine and good until a hard drive crashes or until a camera, is, a, a phone is destroyed. I was listening to the radio the other day and a woman was saying that her mother had three years worth of images on her computer and the hard drive crashed and they were not able, they took it everywhere and were not able to save it. So the last three years of all of her grandkids and every event that they had gone to, they had no pictures from and her, her mother was devastated. So I would say at least once a year or a couple of times a year, take those images that if you went on a, on a trip, take maybe 10 images from that and your um, as your children are growing, just some of the milestones um, from there and put them in, uh, and, and it doesn't have to be something digital, you know, a book that, uh, like a book from a store. You can just get an old-fashioned photo album, print out just those pictures that you want and stick them in there. Or if you want to do something, there are tons of online uh, sources. I mean, naturally, we'd love to do it for you, but, right. <laughs> but there are all kinds of online sources where you can do them yourself. I would say at least once a year, take out some of your favorite and put them in a format that, uh, because our technology is ever changing. Right. And so you, uh, we, our wedding was videotaped. We have no idea where it is, but we still have our album. Right. So you want to have something printed because <clears throat> God forbid something crashes, you lose something, you at least then have uh, a record of, of some of those images so I would I would not recommend doing them all that's right. that's a, a lot of work but at least take a few of your favorites your child at every age mm -hmm. uh, we, we get that when they go to school right you know, right picture at every grade but before that we don't print it out and put it in some kind of hard because you don't always want to have to open up your computer right or flip through your phone to enjoy to show right to show people mm -hmm. right yeah. and to even enjoy i mean you want to put some things on the wall so that you can enjoy it that way some in a coffee table book so you can enjoy it that mm -hmm. way so people say that that time is past but i don't believe that i believe that i don't believe that either have something printed right and the one thing i and probably as we know that it's not a matter of when uh if or just when that you're gonna your hard drive hard drives gonna crash, and if if you're gonna keep your pictures of 
for all those folks that got hundreds of thousands of pictures on their hard drive, take them off, do a backup. Have a backup, one or two backups. If the pictures are that important to you, back them up. But like Michelle said, it, it, it's nothing better than having you uh, have got pictures of what he, whatever events you've been to or been involved with to invite family and friends over and you sit on the sofa and you take out 11 by 14 <laughs> and you throw them through it. It's, much, it's, it's a much better experience mm-hmm. viewing those pictures that way than trying to pass the, 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 uh, a cell phone around or you got to hook everything up to the TV to show them on the TV or right. to get a, a laptop, 13-inch laptop. And you got eight people trying to look at a small picture like that. It doesn't have the same impact. Most people don't have the time. Like you mentioned, there's a lot of digital tools where you can go make scrapbooks, print out pictures. Most people don't have the time to do that. So I think it's really important that your services are there, mm-hmm. that they can have somebody, like you said, pay attention to the details um, and put that together for them. And then also, I'm the type of person where, even though we're in the digital age, uh, I can't read a book on my tablet, like on my iPad, <laughs> on my computer. I have to have that physical book. So, I mean, that service is definitely, definitely needed. We're here to help. Yeah. 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 Our, our uh, tagline is um, capturing and preserving life's memories. So he captures and I preserve. As far as portraits, do you go to people's homes? Do you go on location? Do you have a studio? How do you? And mm-hmm. a lot of people want uh, what we call uh, destination portraits away from the home, uh, beaches, um, parks, or someplace, you know, wherever that, that may be important to them. So not we don't get a lot of requests. Of, uh, we haven't gotten any requests to do in studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I was just going to say about, I'd say 99% of our work is on location. Mm-hmm. The only time we would do uh, in-studio would be a quick headshot. Okay. Um, where it's just a backdrop. They right. come in mm-hmm. for a, a quick business um, photograph. Um, but even though, mm-hmm. I was going to say, even mm-hmm. that we do either on location or outdoors mm-hmm. uh, okay. someplace. Because it then gives the client an opportunity to use it for multiple things. They can mm-hmm. use it for social media but then they can use it if they just want to have a portrait for themselves. We love to do couples mm-hmm. because, again, we bring out that yeah. that love. Yeah. Emotion, <laughs> so, and not many couples after getting married bother to have portraits taken. That's very true. You know, mm-hmm. so we, we encourage them um, to come back mm-hmm. and um, have some updated photographs um, throughout their, at different stages of their uh, marriage. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Bruce and Michelle, for coming on to the podcast. And where can people find Cherished Memories online? What's the website? CherishedMemoriesPlus.com.